I'm going to ask for forgiveness before I start for any sniffles or coughs. I have a sinus infection this week, but I'm beasting it through, and I'm still going to preach the gospel to you today. So please love me. And because I'm preaching on the fear of man, I don't care what you think about me if I sniffle. (laughs) So I want you guys to hear this big idea today. God approves of you because of the person and work of Jesus. You're approved of by God. So you don't need the approval of man. The fear of man, living your life (coughs) for the approval of man, can be one of the most paralyzing fears there are. You can live your life in a trap, caged by what people think of you, their opinions of you. Are you good enough? Have you done enough? Are you even, you call yourself a Christian? Should you call yourself a Christian if the way you are? All these things man tries to put on you. And you can live paralyzed. There's people, and many of us who struggle with what people think of us. We have conversations. We can give the whole day saying, did I say the right thing? Did I do the right thing? Or I dressed a certain way. What did they think of me? Or I have this conviction or this opinion. What do people think of me? And it becomes paralyzing and really rule your life. You serve what you fear. If you fear what man thinks about you, you will live and serve man and live for their approval. But if you fear God, you will live from his approval in his approval. And you will live your life free in him. I want you guys to hear that today. Because Proverbs 29, 25, we're jumping back into Proverbs today. And we want to learn how to grow in wisdom. And it's not wise to live your life afraid of what people think about you. It's wise to live your life in the fear of the Lord for the approval that is only given through the gospel of Jesus Christ. <clears throat> so I'm going to read Proverbs 29:25. It says the fear of man lays a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is safe. So I told you guys I've now been married 11 years. So we had a date day on Wednesday. The kids went over their parents. No, we are their parents. They went over <laughs> their in-laws house for the day. We had a date day and we went to um the mall. We love Burton's Grill in the mall. Have you ever eaten at that steakhouse? They get it done right. Had it card. They do it right. So we went there, and then the movie choice came up. We were going to go see a movie. Now, I, I love my wife. So I've been dragged into a few movies that I wouldn't choose myself. I didn't want to see the whole Twilight series, to be honest with you. Hunger Games reminded me that I never want to see another Hunger Games in my life. But the choice came up. I had already seen Captain America, and it was serious. I didn't even like the first one. They got it done in the second one. So I already saw it. So the choice was, do we want to see Divergent? So I said, I need to lay my life down for my wife. Let's go see Divergent. We get in this movie. I'm not going to lie to you because I don't care what you think. This was a decent movie. I enjoyed this movie. This was a good movie. But I bring it up to say this. There was a dude... But the baby liked it. There was a, there was a dude in there called Four. They called him Four. So I'm trying to figure out why they call him Four in the movie. They called him Four because he had four major fears. The first one was he was afraid of heights. And I can empathize with that. Cam is going to come up and give the rest of the message right now. The first one was he was afraid of heights. And I can empathize with that because that's on my one of four list. You know? Next thing, he was in this little, he was claustrophobic. He was in this little, box, like glass box. <coughs> I can also empathize with that. 
The third one, he had to shoot somebody. I don't want to shoot somebody. The fourth one, he went in and he had to face his father who had abused him growing up. What he had to do was he had to overcome all these four fears to be called into their certain tribe. I can't remember all the names. I didn't like the movie that much. But they had four different groupings of people. And to prove that you were one of these groupings, you had to overcome these four fears. We all have fears in our life. We're human. We live in a broken world with broken nature. So I want to ask yourself, ask yourself this. Is fear of man one of your four major fears? Because I go through my four majors. You guys know what I stop with. Sharks. Don't put me in the ocean. I watched Jaws too young. They should have let me watch it when I was older. Right? Heights. feel like I've conquered that to a degree, but I don't enjoy it. The third one is animals in my attic. I thought there was a mouse in my attic. I had to go up there alone this week. I had a mop handle, and I was straight scared. I said, I can read the Wakefield item right now. Pasta goes down by rabid raccoon in the attic. I was so scared. There was nothing up there. It must be a few mice that are cold because New England weather's that bad. The mice are coming in the house. Attic animals. The fourth one would be, I'm going to be honest with you guys, For the past, since I've been, I was younger, since I'm following Jesus, since I was 19, I'm 36 now, God has been sanctifying me not to live for the approval of man. You know, I fear man, I fear what people think of me, you know, and I've grown a lot, but I still have a long way to go. You know, there's times when I just wrestle. Did I say the right thing? Did I do the right thing? Did I act the right way? Did I post the right thing? What did they think of me? And I have to keep coming back to the gospel of Jesus Christ because our lives cannot be ruled by the fair man because our lives are ruled by the gospel. You are free to be yourself here. I want you guys to hear that. Be yourself. You don't have to live for anyone else's approval. If they don't like you for who you are, then you don't need them in your life. You love them. You pray for them. That's all good. But you don't have to try to become someone else to be approved by man because God approves of you the way you are and for who you are. And we see that at the cross of Christ. Amen? So we're going to start here where it says the fear of man is a trap. And you see that there was a trap because I think in greater Boston, we're not as much afraid <coughs> of physical harm in our culture. I think if we share Jesus and we let people know we're a Christian, I don't think like in other countries where there's fear of death, we don't have that same fear of death. What we're really up against is what people think of us. We don't want to be ridiculed. We don't want to be made fun of. We don't want to be rejected by our family, our friends, or our co-workers. We want to be approved of. So in our culture, it's a bigger battle, not for your life, but you want people to approve of you. At least that's what I would say from all our culture. We want to be approved of. And that was a problem in the Gospels. And I want to read this verse to you because it was not only the Pharisees, because it says the Pharisees' main goal, the fuel, the reason they live, was for the praise of man. The reason they did what they did, the reason they became religious leaders, they lived for the praise of man. So when they prayed, they go to the most public corner, right? They blow a trumpet. They want everyone to see them praying. So what? People can say, what an awesome prayer. You are awesome, you know? When they dressed and walked by people, they wanted people to know who they were. They wanted titles. They wanted people to praise them. When they went to the events, they wanted the best seat in the house. They wanted to be up front. They wanted the prestige. They wanted to be praised. When they gave their alms, gave to the needy, they wanted everyone to see it. They didn't want to hide it from people. They wanted everyone to know that they were given <coughs> because they lived for the glory of man. <coughs> Excuse me. But we see that not only did the Pharisees live for the glory of man, 
But the people who wanted the approval of the religious leaders lived for the glory of their religious leaders. So I want to read this to you. John 12, verse 42 and 43. It says, Nevertheless, many even of the authorities believed in him. But for the fear of the Pharisees, they did not confess it, so that they would not be put out of the synagogue. For they loved the glory that comes from man more than the glory that comes from God. And so I want to ask you that question. Do you love the glory that comes from man more than you love the glory that comes from God? As your pastor, I want you to live the, for the glory that comes from God because <coughs> that is unshakable. I'm sorry, more cost than I even predicted. You still love me. And it's so important because religious leaders can try to control you with their approval. They can try to control you with their approval. I listen. I don't listen to Christian radio much, but I was in the car, and I don't want to be one of those guys that always gets on other preachers, but I finally listened to a few local pastors preach, and they have decent-sized churches. I yelled at the radio. I'm serious, and it was not like I, I premeditated it. Dude was like, he preached all this condemnation. He preached that they would come under his approval, Right? And I started getting wound up in a righteous way. Then finally, at the end, after he had condemned everyone, he said, I'm not saying you're going to be perfect. And I just yelled out, yes, you are. And I said, oh, shoot, people are going to look at me driving around. It's always been the case that religious leaders try to get you to live under their approval, not under God's approval. I want you to hear from me today. You are approved. I see you as approved because of the personal work of Jesus. Not because of anything you fall short in, any sin. You are approved. You don't have to live any other way in front of me or Dave. You don't have to live. We're not trying to control you by our approval. You need to live for God's approval. That's very dangerous. Because imagine that these, in that scripture, the people believed that Jesus was who he said he was. They believed in his teaching. They believed he was the son of God. He believed he was the Messiah. But for fear that they would lose the praise of man, they wouldn't state that. So what that said is, I care more about what people think of me than who Jesus is and what he has revealed about himself, than the approval of God. You see how powerful that is? And it says that fear of man is a trap. It's a trap. Now, the last time I saw someone get a, caught in a trap was 24. They took it on Netflix. I only made it through a season and a half, but this girl, Kim Bauer, drove me absolutely nuts. She drove me nuts. Who can get captured that much? Who can get trapped that much? And why is Jack Bauer continually sent her out without his supervision? At some point, you've got to say, she's not going with anyone. Lock her up in that room. Now, I don't know what happened to her. She could be gone by now. I don't know. I'm watching to see response, if she's still with us. But finally, the last episode I'm watching, Kim Bauer, the king of running in, queen of running into traps, somehow ends up in the woods running away from people again. She somehow randomly in all the woods runs into a mountain lion trap. A mountain lion. Who runs into a mountain lion trap in the middle of the woods? She gets snared in this trap, and she can't move, right? <coughs> I feel torn because I'm like, come on, Kim. But I wanted to get out. But you see what a trap does to you. You see that a trap, what does it do? You can't move. You're caged by that fear. You can only go so far. It hurts you. You need help, and you just go in circles. So no matter what you do with that trap, 
You're walking around in circles. You can, it's a snare. It's a trap. That's what the fear of man does to you. Do you guys realize that? The fear of man will paralyze you in your life. You'll go home and meditate for hours on the fear of man, what people think about you, if you're approved. And you'll waste your life fearing their approval rather than living in the approval of God. It can take away a lot of your life. I'm going to be honest. Because I battle it, it's the same thing with me. When I felt called to preach when I was like 19, I literally cried by myself. I said, I was so afraid of getting in front of people that I said, you can't be calling me to preach. You know, statistically, people would rather die than get up and speak in front of people. That's like a real statistic. People like, put me in the grave. <coughs> now, everyone just gave an amen, right? Your pastor was the same way. I said to myself, I'm so scared right now. I feel paralyzed. But God, through his approval, has allowed me to get up here. Now, I get nervous once in a while, but I know I'm approved to God. Why are people scared to stand and speak in front of people? We're afraid what people think of us, right? Will we say the right way, the right thing? Will we look the right way? What will they think of us? Fear of man is that powerful. I posted some pictures on Facebook. Everyone gone through the fear of man, social media stuff, what people think of you? It's a nightmare. I posted some pictures of last week. It was a great service. God did a lot of things, so I just want to post some pictures. So this woman I knew from Lynn growing up saw the picture and put Joey's the man. Now, if you're from Lynn, that doesn't mean to the average person what I mean. That's encouraging. That's like, I'm so happy for you. Congratulations. So I'm torn, right? I look at this post and I say, I can't like that. People think I think I'm the man. They're going to think I think I'm the man. And I know I'm not the man. I lived with myself for 36 years. I am not the man. I know that. I, I'm aware of that every day in my life, a few times a day. And it said, Joey's the man. But I'm saying to myself, I'm not liking that because I care what people think about me liking that. And that girl's feelings are going to be hurt if I don't like it. Here she is trying to be encouraging. Isn't that the worst thing someone meets you? You encourage someone, they never like it. I'm like, man, I feel stupid. It's time to be nice to them. They don't even like my comment. So I'm saying to myself, I got to like this comment because this girl could be searching for God, searching for the gospel, searching for Christ, and I'm not going to let my pride get in the way. So I liked it. Right when I liked it, I said, this is horrible. I might start sweating. Everyone's going to think I think I'm the man. But you see what that does? That It wasn't about me at that moment. It was about a person being encouraged who was seeing God moving in a church who needed to be encouraged. And I said, you know what? It's more important that she comes to the gospel than it is for what people think about me on Facebook. Now, there's a few different kind of fear. There's this fear that's bad. There's a fear that puts you in a trap that, that paralyzes you. But then there's, what fear does Proverbs tell us that we should have? Fear of God. If you fear man, you look for their approval. If you fear God, you look for his approval. And I'm just going to read Proverbs 1, 7 to you. It says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. To fear God. To live and aim for God's approval is the beginning of wisdom. There's nothing wrong with you wanting to be approved. That's what people understand. Nothing wrong with that dude like, I don't need anyone's approval. I'm just a rock. You need approval, brother. You're made in the image of God. Everyone needs encouragement. Everyone needs approval. <coughs> There's nothing wrong with good encouragement once in a while. Those are good things from other people. But we were made 
<coughs> in the image of God, we were made with a, to want to be approved by who? God. We were made to live for God's approval. I have two girls, and one of the great things about having two girls is there's a constant fashion show going on in the church. In the, in the church. In the house. That Z-Pack is kicking in, man. There is a constant fashion show in the house. No matter what I do, Dada, what do you think? I mean, they're, they're getting on it. You know, there's a serious stuff going on here. And I'm like, bandana, I'm like, it's awesome. They seek their father's approval. That's in them as children. They should seek that. Oh, my hair look pretty. Does my headband look pretty? My dress look pretty? And when I say, you look absolutely gorgeous, you look great, they feel lifted up. And I mean, the day's on. In the same way, we're meant to live for God's approval. When we feel approved by God, that gives you strength. It says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. When I know God has approved of me, that gives me strength to make it through the day, to make it through the morning, to make it through the night, to make it through the storms. When you know that you are approved by God, you can live a happy and joyful life no matter what <coughs> you are going through. <coughs> How do we know we are approved by God? You look at that cross. You look at that cross. That's why you are approved by God. Not because of the things you do, right? Of course, as followers of Jesus, we want to be repentant of sin. We want to grow in sanctification. But I'm approved, you're approved, because of what Jesus has done on your behalf. Do you believe that? Because that's the gospel. Because people change so much more when it starts with God's favor and it starts with grace. I need you to hear this, because as I heard these preachers preach, I said, they're talking about you getting to a certain point to be approved by God. And he said that. And I said, I'm listening to this for a reason. He said, some of you think you're approved by God because you're doing this and doing that. You ain't approved by God. you got to get right with God. And I said, this dude ain't preaching the gospel. You're approved by God because of Jesus. And because you're approved by God, now you can do what's right. When you know you are loved, that's in concrete by God. Then you are changed. Then you are transformed. Then you are shaped. Then you become more like Jesus. If you try to do it the other way around, you will live in total condemnation and fear if you're not that you're approved by God and approved by man. Isn't that a nightmare? Does God approve of me and does man approve me? Then you're going to just live in panic, paranoia, fear of all those things. God approves of you because of the cross. And so it gives us the antidote for fear of man. And what does it say in the scripture? Trust in the Lord for your safety. What do you, what's your first response when you start to fear or worry I'll go through what people's thinking, or any of those kind of things. Is it on the phone to gossip about it? Because that helps, don't it? Let me talk about it for two days, then I feel worse. You'll believe it. That's the worst. The opposite of prayer is gossip, right? Do you try to go to other things than God? But Philippians 4 says, be anxious about nothing, but with everything in prayer and supplication, make your request known to God. I'm serious, guys. I'm in the boat with you battling fear. And how life-changing is when I say, no, I'm not giving my life to fear right now. I'm going to pray to God specifically about this fear, and it's amazing what God does in your life. When you live your life for man's approval, that is shaky ground. It's up and down. You need another fix. I need them to approve me. They're approving me happy. If they don't approve me, it's a bad day. 
But when you live in the trust and safety of God, he's always a strong tower, and that love can never be shaken. Do you understand what I'm saying? That can't be shaken. You fear man their approval, it goes up and down, that's shaken. <clears throat> but God's love never changed. Changes. Now, I was, uh, we went on a little pastor's retreat when Joffrey was here. It was me, Joffrey, Dave. We went up to a place called Toa Nippy. Now, I'm not a big camper. I got allergies. You get around trees. It's just not that fun. I always get geared up thinking, like, this is going to be good. And then when I can't breathe, I'm like, get me home, man. I'm a housebody. I'm a homebody. Stop lying to yourself, Joey. You know what I mean? And so we decided to go up this place, Toa Nippy. And when I talked to the lady, I said, do we just need a spot for three guys to stay in? And she said, I got a great spot down by the lake for you, and it's free. It's free? We'll be there. We drive up there, and I'm like, guys, they got a nice little spot. They said they just renovated. It's a nice spot. Just to ourselves, a cabin. We'll have a good time over there. We pulled up to Toa Nippy. I saw this cabin. It was about the size of that coffee bar right there. <laughs> and I said, that can't be the cabin. You know, I'm Bostonian. We ain't getting that close in the cabin. I need my space. We go over to the cabin. I'm like, this ain't real. This ain't real. It looked like if there was a bad storm, this thing was going down. And it's right on the water. <clears throat> I'm not cool with the things being in the woods and the water and stuff overflowing. It looked like this house was shaking. <clears throat> I opened the door. There's no insulation in the walls. It is the fall going into winter, and I'm saying time out. Me and Joffrey will die. Dave will somehow make it because Dave makes it through anything somehow it, with shorts on. I said, we're going to die. There's no rugs in there. Absolute cement. Cement, no shower thing. I said, time out, man. There's a bunch of bunk beds. I'm like, this, this ain't happening. That's a house. You can call that built on the approval of man. Storm came. It's going down. Grizzly could have gone in easy. You're cold in there. Somebody's dying up in there. I turn my head. I see this strong cabin up on the hill. I said, I wonder if anyone's in there. I wonder if anyone's, because if no one's in there, we're sneaking in this cabin tonight, and we're living here tonight, boys. We go up. There's a new roof, nice side, and this thing is solid. This thing is a strong cabin. It's enough off the lake so I feel comfortable. There's a deck so animals will think twice about climbing the stairs. Nice sliding door. I open up that thing, the heat hits me. There's insulated walls. There's three bathrooms. There's showers. There's a kitchen. There's couches. Need I say more? This place was a strong tower. This is the approval of God. Sometimes we think that we will be safe in that shack on the lake, and we run to it. We're cold. We're still afraid. If a storm comes, that house is going down. Instead of running to that strong tower that is God and that is safety, you will never go wrong. You will never be shaken in the approval of God. Amen? Because Proverbs 18 says he is a strong tower. Every other place, you will be shaken. So approval of man says this to you. I want to give you the total contrary to what man says about you and what the gospel says about you. Man will say you are not good enough to be approved by God. <clears throat> Have you ever got that one from family members or friends? Or, Dude, how can you be a Christian? Look at you. Look at you. You can't. Man will say, you're not good enough to be approved by God. What Jesus says, you are approved because he was good enough. Do you guys hear the gospel in that? Man will say, God will never forgive that sin. That sin was too horrible. Jesus said, 
I died so you'll be forgiven of every sin. Man would say, you should live not you should live only for the praise of man. I'm telling you, these commercials, they are telling you to live for the praise of man. I saw a car commercial the other day, and I'm not a big car person, to be honest with you. I don't care what I ride. But they started talking about this car. They said, if you get this car, people are going to envy you. People are going to love you. You are going to be the top. People will praise you if you drive by in this bad boy. And I'm saying, what? So if I get a car, that means my life is going to be good because people are praising me? Does that even make sense? That doesn't even make sense. But man tells us, live your life for the approval of man. Because if man thinks highly of you, then your life's worth it. But the gospel teaches us something totally different. It says live for the glory of God, for the approval of God, because man won't think highly of you if you follow him. Did they think highly of Jesus? They pinned him to a cross. Yeah, there's some people who love them. There'll be some people who love and approve of you for following Jesus. But many will want to pin you to a cross. I'm not saying literally. We don't do that around here. But they won't approve of you following Jesus. They won't approve of you standing for righteousness. They won't approve of you worshiping God. They won't approve of you following Jesus. That's what the gospel says. It says, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness. For you're, you are part of the kingdom of God. Persecution, disapproval by man, is part of following Jesus. It's part of following Jesus. So first, I want to say this to you. There are people in your life who are controlling you by their approval. There are people in your life who are controlling you by their approval. That's called manipulation, right? They want you to live according to their approval. If you go outside of their approval, what they're going to do is say, I disapprove of it. I don't want you around. You shouldn't be doing that. And when you get your life right, then you can come. Get away from these people. Love them still, be in relationship, but draw the line. You do not have to live for their approval. That's what the Pharisees did. They tried to make everyone live for their approval and not God's approval, right? Some of you, I'm not thinking of anyone specifically, control people by your approval. So we don't want to just play the victim, right? There's people here, all of us, at times of life, maybe are controlling other people by your approval. You're manipulating them. You're trying to control them because you say you want them to fear what you think of them. Stop it. Stop it. You are free. Hear this today. You are free to live your life in the approval of God and not worry about the approval of man. Some of you are worried about people, what your friends or coworkers would think about you if they find out you're a Christian or you're following Jesus hard, right? You would never say that. You're undercover, right? I remember one time. So it was hard when I first started following Jesus when I was 19. I was in the trades. So I had to do my apprenticeship for five years as an electrician. There's gritty dudes in the trade, you know? You ain't, you know, it is a, it's a gritty scene, man. And when you're an apprentice, you're way down there, man. They're like, go scrub the toilets and get me a pair of pliers. Like, there's no... So, of course, there's a tremendous amount of crude talk among the men, right? There was so much crude talk that I said, they knew who I was. I said, I can't get involved in this. So one day, a dude who was working on a, I worked in the Gillette factory, working on machines. He said, Joey, I got something to show you. Because in man's world, 
If you show something to seem to another guy obscene, it's getting their approval. You like how this, you like what this looks like, you know what I mean? Oh, we're all approved. So this dude calls me over and says, I got something to show you. I just got back from vacation. And he has pictures in his hand, so I'm saying, time out, brother. He said, no, man, this is going to, I'm going to gain your approval when I show you these pictures. They were topless pictures of a beach he went to in Brazil. I said, put those away right now. I don't want to see them. I'm a Christian man. He said, and he sat down like he was getting reprimanded. He said, I'm a Christian too. I said, what is your pastor preaching up in there? You're coming back to Brazil with new photos, brother. He said, I'm a Christian too. And he sat down and he said, man, what are you, tell me more. I said, bro, you don't got to live like this, man. That's sin. Get away from that. I'm standing up. I'm not living for your approval. I don't care what you think about me. Guys make fun of me all the time. I'll give a what? I don't care. I'm going to stand for righteousness. Some of you guys need to stand for righteousness. Some of you women need to stand for righteousness. Whatever that looks like in your story, don't let the fear of man paralyze you out in the world. Be proud that you're a child of God. Be proud that you believe in the gospel. Be proud that you serve a risen Lord. That is, those are huge things. And this is what Paul said coming to the end here when he was talking about what people think of him. He said, but to me, it is a very small thing that I am examined by you or by any human court. In fact, I do not even examine myself, <coughs> for, for I am conscious of nothing against myself, yet I am not by this acquitted, but the one who examines me is the Lord. He said, I think very little about how you guys examine me. The examination that matters the most to me is how God examines me, my heart, my life, and the things I do. I want you guys to live free. Live, they always say, the audience of one. Live for God's approval. Seek first the kingdom of God. Do not fear man. I'll leave you with this last scripture. Hebrews 13, 5 and 6 says, He himself had said, Hear Jesus, hear God saying this to you. Because some of you might be going out this week and saying, you know what? I'm going to be open about loving Jesus. I'm going to be open about being a Christian. And it, it's a scary thing. I'm not saying it's not a scary thing. It can be a paralyzing thing, right? But I want you to hear this from God to you. I will never desert you, nor will I ever forsake you, so that we will confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What will man do to me? Ask yourself that question. Why do you fear man? What can man do to you? God is your God. He has your life in his hand. He's a sovereign God that knows every day, every moment, every time, every tough circumstance, every fear, every day of coverage. He knows all that. Why would you ever fear man when you serve the almighty God? Amen?